Here we are. It's uh, February the 3rd, 2023, episode 45 of From the Resort Podcast. Your host, Tim Wilshire. We've had uh, a nice couple of days of, of little sprinklings of rain. Uh, today we've got a very special guest. Um, her name is Sharon Fifield, <laughs> and uh, she's the Acting Chief Executive Officer of Queenstown Business Chamber of Commerce, a very new role for her. Welcome along to the podcast, Sharon. Thank you, Tim. Kia ora. Kia ora. So well, how we sort of start these podcasts, a bit about early life, so whereabouts were you born and where did you sort of grow up, uh, Sharon? Right. Okay. Well, I was born in Invercargill, so I'm a Southland born and bred. Um, born in Invercargill and grew up in a small town called Otautau, which the correct pronunciation now would be Ototo. Very small community, a great community. Uh, went to school there and lived there. And you're trying to figure out where Ototo is. Is it is it near the Catlins? Is that the area? Uh, it's about thinking? twenty minutes from Riverton. Oh, from yeah. the Riverton side. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know why I get the names confused sometimes. Yeah. So Riverton. Okay. Yep. Yeah, so not far from Riverton, small community, quite a farming community. Um, however, I didn't grow up on a farm. We were townies. Um, went to primary school there and lived there until I was about 18. So parents were farmers or? No, so my father. No, they, were, they were townies, you said. What townies. So my father was yeah. actually a third generation jeweller. Oh, jeweller, wow. Jeweller, yeah. yes. And my mother, a teacher, school teacher. Okay. Hmm. And uh, so family dynamics growing up, what was it like sort of growing up in that area, do you think? It was great. It was, it's interesting, actually, because, um, you know, it was a small town, um, great community feel. Uh, we had some interesting events growing up there, for example, and, and quite topical right now with what's happening in Auckland with the floods. I've been through a flood, so we had a big flood there in the uh, early 80s. Um, so some great experiences growing up. I remember the flood um, actually being picked up um, by in a jet boat by my uncle. So a jet boat coming down the driveway, putting the cat on top of the TV and getting oh, to geez. higher ground. And that was quite devastating for the town. Yeah. Uh, but a really strong community feel, I guess. Um, I actually used to, I grew up across the road from the primary school, so it was just, you know, roll out of bed, walk across the train tracks to the primary school, um, even my pet cat would come and visit at the school, so a very small wow. town feel, yeah. Okay, now, I won't ask if you're a cat lady still or not. Oh, dogs, dogs and cats. Dogs and cats. Yeah. Um, so growing up, the so basically your primary school, what about high school years, were they around there or were they Invercargill or? So primary school, I went to Ototo Primary yeah, School. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> secondary school, I travelled by bus into Winton to Central Southern College. Oh, Winton, okay, yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so Ototo's about 20 minutes from Winton. Yep. Mm. Okay. So you did your high school years there in, in that uh, setting? Yes. Okay, beautiful. Um, and what were some of the, your, I guess, uh, uh, did you play any sport, hobbies, that sort of thing when you were growing up? Very sporty, uh, really into my netball, uh, tennis, squash even. Okay. Uh, there were great squash courts where I grew up. Uh, music as well, so played the piano for 
quite a number of years. Ballet, very into the ballet as well. So yeah, pretty active childhood. Yeah, yeah. So, so any siblings that you had to be competitive with or not? <laughs> I have a younger brother who actually lives in Queenstown uh, now too, mm -hmm. um, out in Jack's Point. Uh, yeah, we weren't too competitive. Mm -hmm. You know, he's only a couple of years younger than me. Um, yeah, yeah, he was into his rugby. My father was yeah. very big into his rugby. Mm -hmm. um, spent a lot of time down at the at Holt Park at the rugby grounds, and my father, being a jeweler, used to actually manage the the. Um, the clock they had a clock there and the scoreboard and I would spend lots of Saturdays just at the clock with him and managing putting the numbers up for the scoreboard yeah 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 okay so that's some, some good memories growing yeah. up yeah happy memories happy memories there can you remember what your first ever job was then oh yes uh, it was a great job because I worked at the okay milk bar and my role there was to pack the 20 cent and 50 cent mixtures. <laughs> so basically bag lollies, okay. which as a, you know, 13, 14 year old was, was ideal really, you know, great mm. little weekend job. Mm. Um, yeah. Okay. So going through high school, academically, how, how are you sort of uh, good marks, I guess, through school, that sort of thing? Or did you like doing studies? Yes, yes. I'm a very keen learner. Um, I would say, yeah, I was, you know, pretty good at school. Um, did did well, enjoyed it. Quite um, social as well, so enjoyed the social aspect. Um, but, yeah, no, I've always done quite well through through school. So as you're sort of coming uh, into your late teens, into your teens, late teens, um, and looking at your career and, and where that was going to take you, did you sort of have an inkling at that stage what you wanted to do or you just wanted to sort of get out there, feel it, um, maybe get into university and see what, what you wanted to study? Or? Good question. Uh, absolutely no idea. Um, actually, <clears throat> growing up, and this is probably a big part of my childhood and my connection to here is my parents had a holiday home, as many Southland families did, in Arrowtown. So we'd spend all of our holidays in Arrowtown. Uh, so, you know, I remember <clears throat> the house was on Adamson Drive and back then mm. there were no houses behind us. So mm. McDonnell Road and, and all of the area was just trees and forests yeah. and we used to play out in those trees. So that was really interesting. So a lot of jobs that I did growing up were actually based around this area. So a lot of um, hospitality roles, waitressing. I worked at uh, Millbrook Resort uh, for a couple of summers housekeeping, which was really good. Uh, so yeah, so holiday jobs were generally based around around this area in Arrowtown growing up. Cool, excellent. Mm. So tell us, so tell us about your university uh, career. You went to Otago, is that right? Otago, yeah. Yeah, Otago. Um, what did you study there? What did you enjoy doing? What did you like about the uni, and what did you get out of it? Good question. Uh, I studied a Bachelor of Commerce, majoring mm -hmm. in marketing, uh, and that was, it's interesting because, you know, I, I went straight from secondary school into uni, and I don't know whether that's the, the best thing to do, actually taking some time out to, to think about what you really want to do before you go on to tertiary yeah, study, years, yeah. yeah, if I had my time over again, but, but marketing, I was really interested in it, yeah. um, just consumer behaviour, really interested in that. 
had a great time at uni, um, made some brilliant friends, enjoyed the, you know, stay, staying in the Hall of Residence in year one, I was in Arana Hall. Um, and again, the social aspect as well. So yeah, yeah. So yeah, so marketing. And that's where, you know, that's where my career took me after that. Yeah, so um, graduating, obviously yeah, from, was a, business, a Bachelor of Business um, uh, with obviously a focus in marketing. Mm -hmm. um, and I guess what was your first job that you sort of had coming out of uni? Was it to come back, you came to Queenstown or where did you go? Yeah, so interestingly, um, my parents by that time had moved to Queenstown. Okay, so they'd moved to Queenstown. To Arrowtown, yeah, yes. Yep. And so I, after uni, I moved back to Arrowtown and uh, got really what was actually my dream role at the time working yeah. for Destination Queenstown. Yeah, okay. So I started there as a marketing coordinator and then um, oh, not long after actually moved to communications uh, manager. Mm -hmm and really enjoyed the media aspect of it. So my role was really hosting, actually it was, it was a dream job for someone straight out of uni. So my role was hosting the international media that would come to town and domestic media. Um, I would basically give them story ideas, uh, plan their itinerary, host them while they were here. It was sort of like a, um, you know, take them out for dinner in the evenings. It was almost like a constant blind date yeah. <laughs> and very, very busy. Um, we just had so many media come through the town. Yeah. Uh, so that was really enjoyable. You got to experience a lot of the activities as well mm -hmm. um, around Queensland while I was hosting media and just met some amazing people mm. um, in that time. So. That was really interesting. And so I really hit the ground running in that first in that Yeah, sort of first yeah. And tourism in Queenstown was interesting then, you know. I, And I've told the story a little bit um, before, but I remember writing the press release for when we hit a million visitors per year. Wow. So that was back, what, 20, almost 25 years ago. And, and that was a big deal, you know. Um, and now what we're at, something like th close to 3 million, yeah, mm. um, visitor so, nights, yeah. yeah. That's a lot. Mm. Um, yeah, so that was obviously the, the start of, of your career. Obviously, mm. yeah, marketing, uh, using those sort of skills, you know, early on as well. So, and obviously going up, the ch you know, getting a lot of experience there and sound, sounds like it was quite rewarding. And then, um, I mean, obviously coming up, you'll probably tell us about some of the, your travels, but um, mm. uh, Destination Queenstown, that's still around, I think, today. Um, yes. It's still fairly prominent. Um do you still still have dealings with them at all now? Or? Absolutely. So, um, well, I, <clears throat> yeah, I have a lot to do with Destination Queenstown. Um, and it's really, and, and keen to work with them more, actually. Mm -hmm. So what they're doing now, you know, 25 years later, is looking at the impact of those visitor numbers, that it's, mm -hmm. you know, the, the impact and the social license and, you know, and the, you know, the effects on the community. So the destination management planning that mm. they've been working on is, is great. Um, and their carbon zero ambition by 2030. So from the Queenstown Business Chamber point of view, really keen and supportive to actually assist them on that journey. Mm. There's a long way to go. Definitely. I noticed also there's a bit of um, time with AJ Hackett, is that right? Yes, yeah. So tell us about that job. Oh, so AJ Hackett. So 
left Destination Queenstown really because I wanted to have a bit of um, experience in a <clears throat> with a business with an operator. Yep. So worked in marketing management for AJ Hackett. At what at that time it was really interesting because out of the Kawaro Bungee Centre, they uh, they built the the bungee centre. So you know it was just a bridge and you know a booking office. It wasn't the great multi-million bungee centre that they have now. So right. so that was an interesting time to work there because uh, back then. Uh, we actually installed something called the Bungee Dome, which was a virtual bungee experience. Um, there was, I don't think I've heard of that. Oh, the Bungee Dome. So it's not there anymore. However, obviously the building, the circular building, when you go into the yeah. Bungee Centre, yeah. you know, the idea was in, in the centre of that was a virtual bungee experience. So, yeah, so that evolved over time. You know, it lasted a while. It, it, you know, it probably, you know, people wanted to actually see the bungee jumping and experience it for real. So maybe, you know, the idea was good, but the, the take up, not so much. Um, but it was pretty innovative for the time. Um, really enjoyed that. And obviously in that role, had to do a lot of bungee jumping as well. And in my previous role at Destination Queenstown. So, you know, 13 bungee jumps I've done. Yeah, so. You ever jumped out of a plane? Yes. How many yes. times? Just once. Is that enough? Or? Once is enough, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, paragliding? No, I haven't paraglided actually. Okay. I would like to um, I'd like to try that. And parasailing as well. Okay. Yeah, I haven't done that. Yeah, yeah. No, I haven't thought about parasailing, but paragliding, yeah. <laughs> um, so then, um, obviously that comes to an end. Mm. Uh, and then what's the, I guess, motivation to, to, to explore it elsewhere outside of yeah. New Zealand? Yeah. I guess, I mean, both those jobs, DQ and AJ Hackett, you're dealing with visitors from around the world all yeah. the time. Yeah. And I hadn't travelled, so mm. that was just an itch that you, you have. I and suppose, you've... I mean, at that sort of stage in your life, had you gone overseas at all? No, I hadn't. So, you know, I, I was working in those jobs with not a lot of global perspective. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the opportunity to travel, um, yeah, that was just the next step for me. So... Went to London mm -hmm. and um, went for my sort of two year, you know, actually I went for six months, you know, that was the plan. I went for six months. So start off as only being six months. Yeah, and ended up staying there for close to five years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, London most of the time or the whole time? Or? London and then north of London um, yeah. in Hertfordshire. Okay. But would commute into London, so worked in London the whole time, yeah. And some of those roles? Yeah, so my first, well, interestingly, when I first arrived in London, it was about two weeks before the 7-7 bombings, and I wasn't employed yet, you know, I was looking for a job still, and there was a moment there where I thought, oh, do I really want to be here, you know? Um, I, I was living with people who, you know, had to walk across the city because all of the tube was the mm. tubes are down, and it was a horrible time to be in London. Yeah. Anyway, persevered, and... Um, you know, and got my first job uh, not long after, and I was actually working for the cabinet office, and I was working in in a marketing role uh, in Whitehall. So my office was pretty much on Whitehall, just right at right near Trafalgar Square. So that was a pretty awesome experience from a you know a, a girl from a small town in Southland to be mm. working in Whitehall, and and also my first taste of working for government mm. as well. Mm. 
um, and just had some really good opportunities there. So worked um, it, on internal communications for the uh, private secretary, mm-hmm. met some amazing people, some good Aussies, uh, colleagues, and yeah, really enjoyed that. That was a contract role. And after that, I went to work for uh, British Rail, so National Rail in a partnerships role. And that was uh, basically working with big brands to build up value add for their rail car products, which was really, really enjoyable, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So obviously five years in the UK made a lot of friends. I mean, mm. what, what's obviously great experiences. Um, biggest takeaway, I guess, from your time in the UK? Yeah, good question. Uh, I, I, I guess my time in the UK, probably what I can be thankful for is all of the travel and world and global experience I got. So, you know, the great thing about living there, as we all know, is it's just so accessible to Europe. Mm. And, you know, so I visited a lot of countries, made the most of that, and so thankful now looking back, you know, for that opportunity. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, definitely. So, and then uh, I guess after the five years, is that when you went to, did you have a break in New Zealand or did you go straight to Australia? Yeah, you have done your research. (laughs) So, yeah, so uh, after five years, it was time to move closer to home. Still really wanted that, you know, I was still, my career was going well. I still wanted that city opportunity and moved to Melbourne. And I was in Melbourne for eight years, just over eight years. Uh, so what do you think of living in Melbourne? Because I've never really lived there. Oh. I've lived in Brisbane. Um, it's obviously an AFL town. Yeah, yeah. Didn't really get into the AFL so much. Loved Melbourne though. Love the vibe. Love the you know the food culture there. Yeah. Um, great coffee. Yeah. Um, Some mixed, you know, um, different. You got your Greeks, Italians. And yeah, your... quite eclectic. Mm. Um, still has quite a European feel. Yeah. And great opportunities. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, I really enjoyed my time in Melbourne and, and lovely neighbourhoods as well. I was always living north side. So what sort of suburbs were you living in there? Oh. Yeah, so I first first lived in Fitzroy. Yep. Um, which is, you know, very, very hipster place to live. Had a lovely loft apartment, was living the dream. <laughs> uh, and then uh, after Fitzroy, Northcote and Thornbury. So we ended up buying a place in Thornbury okay. and settling there. Yeah, a real door upper, mm. a money pit. <laughs> yeah. So tell us about the work in, uh, in those, I guess, your time in Australia, Australia Post, I believe. Yeah. But, yeah, tell us all the, all the different roles you had there. So... Yeah, so when I first moved to Melbourne, I actually worked for a travel company uh, in digital marketing, um, Mm -hmm. a travel wholesaler called the AOT Group, so really kind of got back to my travel roots. Mm -hmm. Um, Did that for a year and then uh, got a great opportunity at Australia Post, which was, Australia Post is the kind of company you really aspire to work for, you know, Mm. it was a great corporate and I was going through time... um, time of massive transformation as well you know people sending less letters um, Amazon potentially coming you know the threat of Amazon coming to Australia and you know how and the threat of losing market share for Australia Post Mm. so a very competitive environment Um, I 
firstly, at Australia Post, worked uh, across their travel products, so your travel insurance, uh, travel uh, cards, banking, financial services, um, that kind of thing, and then moved into e-commerce. So my role really in e-commerce as marketing manager was how do we get more Australians shopping online and how do we get more of our merchant partners or merchants, big merchants, using Australia Post for fulfillment. So yeah, really interesting job. And the great, um, the great thing is it was working in a big corporate but working in quite a start with a startup agile mindset. Yeah. We were so talking about that sort of space, I mean, is eBay the biggest player? When it came, I mean, yeah. when, I was, when most people buy stuff online, like for a long time, it's eBay is always one of those go-to places. Yeah, eBay was in Australia. Um, mm. Yeah, the rise of quite a few of those online marketplaces. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So obviously, eight eight years—that's quite a, quite a time. Did you think you were going to stay there forever, or was there a, a time where you, you said, "Well, well I've got to." get back to my roots or something like this? Yeah, so my, um, really the catalyst for moving was, of course, the draw to your Queenstown Lakes. It yep. is the greatest place. And also having that global experience, you have that perspective and mm. you can see actually home is, is pretty special. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I wanted to get back here. Uh, my daughter was um, about to start school. So she was turning five. And so just the thought of, sending her to Arrowtown Primary, mm. where my mother taught back in the day, yes. was, was a big draw card for me. So, yeah. So that prompt, that prompted the move back. So that was 19, was it, when you moved back? or? Uh, so what year was that? Yeah, 2019. Yeah. Yeah. So, and obviously looking for the right sort of role uh, can be a little bit daunting when you're trying to, you've done, you've got the experience doing what you've done. What, tell us about how you sort of selected, um, I guess, the role or how it became available to you, that, obviously your first job when you came back. Yeah, that's interesting. Because I had a great job in Melbourne, yeah. and that was a really tough job to leave, actually. I enjoyed it. So many people said to me, yeah, great. I still had really good friends, my closest friends living in this area. And family, and so many people said to me, great, you're coming back, but what are you going to do for work? And what I really wanted out of work was something that was a bit more meaningful. So, you know, working for a big corporate for six and a half years I was there, it was time to do something for me that just gave me, it was just a bit, had a bit more purpose. So yeah. that really, the role at uh, QLDC and economic development came up. Mm. And that was really interesting to me because it was around diversifying the economy. So, you know, what other industries can we build in addition to tourism and how can we be more resilient yeah. as a community? And that was pre-COVID. So yeah. I joined not long before COVID. So and luckily wasn't in Melbourne <laughs> during COVID. So timing was quite good. So mm. so having a few years at the economic development unit was really interesting. And the work that we did actually became really vital. Mm. Um, so learned a lot along the way, yeah. Yeah, so that, the, the, the role became available. You sort of, how was it advertised to you? How did you sort of? Uh, the role was um, advertised and I heard about it 
from a couple of friends who mm. said, you'd be great at this, have you thought mm. about this? And economic development, my background was marketing. However, yeah. marketing is completely transferable, right? Yeah. You know, marketing partnerships, stakeholder management. Um, so, yeah, so I was ready for a change mm. and, yeah, and got into economic development, which I'm still, you know, which I was still using those skills. Yeah. So with the uh, Queenstown um, Business Chamber of Commerce, as it's now known, mm. um, when you f- first started that role, uh, did you have much involvement with the Queenstown Chamber when, after you moved back here? Or? Absolutely. So my role at the EDU worked really closely with all of the business agencies, and especially through COVID. So we actually had, when COVID first hit, we actually had daily daily Zoom chats okay, yeah. with colleagues from Destina- the RTOs, Destination Queenstown, Lake Wanaka Tourism, you know, the Wanaka Chamber, the Queenstown Chamber. So we worked very closely with them just through the COVID response and ensuring that we got the right communications out to businesses, that we were all giving them the same information, there weren't conflicting messages. So yeah, a lot to do with the, the Chamber. Yeah, so I always, I mean, I've found that this particular chamber is a, a very, it's, it's very, um, it, it's professional in the way that it sort of approaches its, its, its um, role yes. within the community. I think it's, it does a very good job and it's not, it doesn't sort of, it's not that, it, yeah, it, it comes across as something you want to be part of because... That's good to hear. Um, because of how everyone sort of connects together with the community here uh, that want to get involved in that. So, and, and, and as far as the you know, population size, not, not huge mm. in this area, we know that it's not that huge, but the but is that you've got a chamber of commerce where you've got a fairly, in, it's the same engaged. Um, there are new people that come in and out as, you, as, as you'd want, but uh, you've got a very engaged sort of uh, membership, uh, I think from what I've seen. Um, and always got some some uh, good experienced people on the, on the board and in those particular roles. So um, yeah, so obviously that's drawn me to be able to be to want to know what you know why what what what's the everyone gets up to and, and what they're doing and who does what in this. So mm. make some great connections. Um, is that something you found as well? Absolutely. It's a really strong chamber. And what I've found actually since I've joined is is such a strong team here, mm-hmm. a really committed team that actually, you know, has good values. They want to do the best for business. And our purpose really is to make it easier to do, and to do business mm-hmm. in Queenstown. Um, great board mm-hmm. as well. So, yeah, some really good skills and experience around the table. So, yeah, I'm really enjoying working at the Chamber and what more we can do. Yeah, obviously, um, we, obviously, Ruth Stokes, she was the Chief Executive Officer before before you sort of came in. Um, and obviously, that, that's an opportunity when, when obviously she wanted to do something else. It's an opportunity for someone to either step into that role or the, the Chamber look and say, okay, what, what do we need out of, uh, you know, a Chief Executive uh, officer acting or, or what have you um, had, I mean that opportunity obviously came on your desk um, you've been you know working at the council for over over three years and for COVID you know obviously did, did quite a lot um, was did you have to think much about 
taking on you know the opportunity or was it something you had to really think well this is logically the next step for me good question and honestly I'll give you an honest answer completely jumped at the opportunity yeah as soon as I started at the chamber which was back in November last year I I knew that it was a good fit for me you know I like to be able to get things done mm -hmm. and so and I'm very familiar with the machinery of government as well so so you know my previous role sometimes it was quite hard to, you know you're dealing with a lot of stakeholders it was quite hard to actually make change or the change that you're making is so far in the future and yeah. and what I like is working with businesses mm. um, I quite I quite often think of my role as economic gardening which is a term in economic development around you know, building the businesses that you have now as a form of economic development. So mm. it's not so far removed from what I was doing, mm. but I feel in this role, I have the opportunity to, to make more impact. Yeah. I mean, over the last 12 months, we've seen a lot of, well, I've seen a bit of change with the Chamber of Commerce from the point of view of, you got a new branding, a new mm. sort of um, logos, branding. Uh, you've basically got a lot seem to have events during that 2022 year there seem to be a lot of events a um, lot of events yeah um, and it seems to be this year's probably going to be have have that you know on the same sort of um, trajectory as having a decent amount of events uh, and obviously that requires you know the, the, them to, to work quite hard in order to get all these events done and obviously got the, the right sort of people in the roles and they're really pushing it passionate get things done always, uh, you know, events always seem to have, you know, success to them. Um, what do you think about all of that? And uh, you sort of looked at things and is there much that you want to change with what's sort of happened over the last 12 months? Or if you're looking at the future direction of, of this, um, the Queenstown Business Chamber of Commerce, uh, what do you see? I see a lot of opportunity actually and this year 2023 is going to be an interesting one for business because we've come out of COVID, demand, you know, things are returning to normal I guess, demand is picking up, however we have some really big challenges and you know, and that's, you know, very obvious through the media but things like staff shortages are a big yeah. barrier to business growth the impact you know that um, policies immigration policies are having on businesses uh, rising costs um, pressure in supply chain uh, housing and accom worker accommodation so they're all really big issues so this year is going to be an interesting one and I think the chamber has a big role to play uh, we have a new membership and development manager Kelly McAteer yep. who's joined yep. And she's got a strong training background and I'm really excited about how the chamber can build out the professional development that we offer, which is really important right now because businesses without an influx of labour really need to be looking after mm. and invest their staff and investing in their people. So that's really exciting. Um, and then what I'm also looking forward to is actually working more closely with some of the other business agencies, so the likes of Destination Queenstown, um, and even our colleagues in Wanaka as well. Um, so 
I see a lot of opportunity for us this year. The focus really is delivering our strategy. So delivering those great events, um, building our training program, and also you know, building our um, influence and advocacy. This year's an election year. So obviously there's lots of opportunity there to shape policy that's gonna have good benefit for local businesses. Yeah, yeah. So election year, we've got a new prime minister, mm. which is uh, I don't know if it's surprising or not, but um, it's something that happened. It doesn't I don't know if it happens in New Zealand too much, where a prime minister changes hands before the election. I don't, I don't think there's there's bigger history in Australia. It happens quite a lot. <laughs> yeah, usually in the opposition party, it happens a lot. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. The, yeah. But the sitting prime minister um, the difference here is she was, she decided she wanted to walk away. Um, in Australia, it's likely to get the knife in the back. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, that that caused quite a lot of... Um, very familiar with Australian politics as well. Yeah. That was one of my frustrations living there. It just, yeah. yeah, they just never seemed to to play well together. Yeah, they just used to always yeah, backstabbing each other. When yeah. To that. Well, I don't know why I'm bringing this up. This up. <laughs> but um, uh, you're talking about election year, I think. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens in that election. I mean, mm. it's, it could go either way. It's a long way to go to... Do we get there? Whether there's going to be the prime minister makes any changes to what's going on, um, you know, they want to fix some of these issues that you've identified, like um, immigration. Mm. Um, that's certainly a bugbear. You keep reading it in the paper all the time about um, business owners saying they want that fixed, sorted. Um, so that seems to be a big issue at the moment. Obviously, affordability uh, is a big issue. You know, housing here is a big issue. Probably not so much in other parts of New Zealand, but certainly down here. Um, you know, for workers that you know, they've got, it's, there's got to be a strategy for that. Um, so it's going to be an interesting year, I think. Looking at um, we've obviously got a new mayor, mm. um, Glyn, who's uh, um, he's, I think he spoke here about a month or so ago. Just giving him a bit of a that's right, uh, just in this very room. Um, so he's a, he's um, interesting. It's it'd be interesting to see what how he sort of gets received over time because uh, uh, the, you know the, the status quo is is pretty similar to the previous mayor in, in a lot of ways. Um, but if you, do you think he's someone you bet the Queenstown Chamber will be able to work with quite well? Because I think he you know he's probably receptive to working with people, isn't he? Yes, that's what I'm finding, um, and. And it is important for the Chamber to have a close relationship with Council and to work together with Council to get things done and to influence change. Yeah. Um, so it is a tough job, you mm. know, and I, being at Council, work closely with the previous Mayor. Yeah. It is really hard to get things done mm. around the Council table. Mm. Uh, so wish them all the best. <laughs> there are some big issues. Um, Housing is an interesting one that you know, the council probably need to lean into a bit as well. So, you know, our role is to ensure that, you know, there is some pressure on local government to be able to achieve these and that they're understanding the needs of our members and Queensland business. Hmm. So looking at, um, going back to yourself, your, uh, I guess, mentors, heroes, anyone you want to sort of mention who's had a, a lasting effect on, on your career? That is a really good question. Um, 
And actually, probably an easy one to answer. There's been a few mentors along the way, uh, but one standout for me was just the start of my career was Alexa Forbes. Oh yeah, and she. She's on the OIC, isn't she? She's on the OIC yeah. now, and she was a counsellor. But back in my time at Destination Queenstown, she um, was a client of mine. So she was PR account manager, and you know, I had a great opportunity, and I had to learn so quickly in that role. So she has uh, always been a great guide to me and sounding board um, giving me a lot of advice so I have a lot of respect for Alexa yeah so she's probably the first one you mentioned anybody else oh there are others um, I've worked with even colleagues um, mm. my time at Australia Post mm. you know um, just yeah colleagues yeah you won't know their names but yeah, yeah. you know that we have been through a lot of restructures together, for example, and had to manage our teams through restructures. So, yeah, so a lot of great workmates who are now very good friends. So do you sort of look too, too much, do you look too far, I was like, oh, sorry, I'm trying to get the words right here. Um, do you look far into the future to see what that, what you think that may look like for you, or do you just sort of take, uh, uh, I guess, these days as they come and obviously got a strategy, see so if you get there, I mean, do you, do you see what retirement might look like for you, that sort of thing? Yes. Uh, this is my home now. I'm happy to be back in Arrowtown. Mm -hmm. uh, my daughter loves growing up here, and she's got a great little network of friends. I have a great, work, great network of friends here, which I consider my family. So this is home. Um, I'm excited for what's in the future for Queenstown. Mm. Whether it's new industry, um, you know, the carbon zero, it's a great place to live. I love getting in the outdoors and the weekends. So, yeah, so I'm not going anywhere. So your, <laughs> your weekends, um, what, what, do you, what sort of hobbies do you get up to? Oh. Sort of person that, that skis or snowboards during winter? Uh, well, I really, I used to ski and snowboard uh, when I first, when I lived here 20 years ago. I haven't got back into it since I've moved back from Melbourne need to do that. I was sort of waiting to see if my daughter was going to enjoy it or absolutely hate it. Turns out she enjoys it, so <laughs> I will need to, to get up the mountains with her. But in my weekends, apart from just parenting, I love getting out for a hike with friends. You know, a good hike on a Saturday morning, um, a coffee and a chat there's afterwards. A of, there's a lot of sort of walking hikes from Arrowtown. Oh, it's great. Get out, get out on a bike. Yeah. Um, bike at all you like the mountain biking or? yeah i do actually i've just only just recently got into that yeah my brother's in egypt and he lent me his amazing mountain bike <laughs> while he's in egypt so um okay. so i've been really enjoying yeah using that wow that's that's cool that's that's great so uh, obviously you, you, you seem to set that this is probably the rest of your life could be potentially here in arrowtown mm. um beautiful part of the world it can, you know, obviously attracts a lot of people but if you look at the world in general um, you've been to the UK you've been to Australia not, where's probably the most fascinating place other than here to go to to travel to oh the the favorite place I, I've traveled to would have to be Greece okay. and the Greek islands I'd go back there in a heartbeat uh, however I have been a lot of really interesting places Cambodia Vietnam mm. 
you know, Southeast Asia I've really enjoyed. Uh, I did a, one of the best holidays I've had was a roadie on the Pacific Coast Highway yeah, in California. Sorry. Um, yeah, no, I was down at um, a Arrowtown. I think for the council was coming in and I think oh, was great. Doing, doing something there. But, yeah, I just, I just heard they're going to have a by-election in Arrowtown. Yes, yeah. Kawara. With the team here more closely. Yeah. Um, they're a very motivated team. I'm. There's a couple of big events that I'm looking forward to. So business mm-hmm. banter coming up. So just a great light, light up of speakers. I'm tossing up where we go to that, shouldn't I uh, think you should. Yeah. Get a ticket. It's going to be a great event. I mean, I like a good lunch. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, and then, you know, we're going to have some interesting events. We, you know, election year, we have the ASB Great Debate. So we get some of our, generally it's the finance ministers, it could be the leaders this year, yep. um, into Queenstown, get them in front of our members and yep. have a debate. So that should help with informing voters. So, yes, yeah, some exciting events on the agenda. Yeah, definitely. No, it's, I'm looking forward to that. One of my favourites is the, and I'm sure you've probably been to this, so three times at least over the years. Um, the lunch up skyline for winter. Yes, uh, the welcome fest. to winter and uh, the pride lunch. Uh, pride I was around last do year. The pride lunch that was that was really really good. Probably want to do it do a couple more events. Something I was about probably the only one I really got to put that busy that week. Mm. But um, yeah, no, that that's definitely a big in Queenstown. Mm. Winter fest is big on. Hopefully, it's going to be as big again this year. Mm. Um, big enough <laughs> but uh yeah so there's lots of things to look forward to this year another uh, probably another event that i should give a bit of a shout out to is the business awards yeah. so that's we're running that again this year in uh, november what? no but not so not till november okay. yeah november this year uh so in planning mode for that but that's just an awesome opportunity to get our members and other businesses together to celebrate, you know, yeah. in what's been a pretty tough time. Yeah, were there awards last November? I'm just trying to remember. I can't. Not last November, the year before. Yeah. Generally, yeah, we run them every yeah. two years. Every two years. Yeah, and the last business awards, I went to the yeah. last awards. It was over at Walter Peak, and it yeah. was a great event. So, yeah. yeah, looking forward to that. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, no, it's going to be a great year, I think, in Queenstown. I think hopefully... Um, some of these things that are, are a bit of an issue at the moment. I guess uh, like the general public around here, hopefully a few of these things start to ease off or get get uh, sold to some degree to satisfaction. But it's not always easy, as, as you've mm. said. These are, these are difficult issues. Housing is a difficult issue. Getting workers is a difficult issue. Is that going to be a difficult issue next year? Um, hopefully some of these things start to get sold one way or another. Um, so that's what we, I guess, look forward to in that regard. Um, lots, yeah, it's going to be... Lots to look forward to. Lots to look forward to. I don't know if there's too much more I wanted to ask you. I think we've <laughs> co- covered off on everything. I think the conversation's gone pretty pretty quick. Um, we've got to 45 minutes to an hour thereabouts. So, oh, great. So, um, uh, yeah, thank you very much for your time. I know you, you're... Um, you know, your time's pretty precious, Sharon, so I do thank you for that. Uh, and I do wish you all the best um, uh, in this fairly new role, I guess, mm. for you, the Acting Chief Executive Officer. Um, I guess just on that bit there, does that mean the acting part will disappear at some point? or 
Who knows? It's not up to me. It's up to the board. <laughs> so the board have got like, do they? I guess do they sort of look at it after a period of time and say, look, no, we're going to make her um, the CEO, or we're going to do something else. Or what? Is it like a timeline on that? Or no timeline, but again, totally the board decision. So we'll see. Yeah. yeah a lot of them I mean, do the right thing. I'm sure that just disappears that acting that acting part. I'm sure you will. So thank uh, you. So I wish you all the best of that, and if you know. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's what will happen. <laughs> Thank you, Tim. Saying. And thanks for being such an active member of the Chamber. Yeah, I, I, I do like um, being an active member of the Chamber, you know, even though um, I do have quite a bit of ties to Brisbane. Mm. Um, yeah, even, and we'll this, we'll this year probably be going back another six times. So, um, But I want to, uh, you know, I want to connect with uh, people, find out what's going on and help people. That's I'm, I'm the sort of person there to want to, uh, and part of this whole podcast here is, is helping, um, you know, the members uh, basically get their story out, their business story out, um, so they can, uh, if, if they're in business, which some of the people are as well, it gets them to share that story as well. So uh, thank you very much. It's been a pleasure uh, here on a Friday morning. It's uh, it's going to be a beautiful... Uh, Long weekend. I hope so. Oh, uh, yeah, that's right. Monday is... We've got to work out where we're going to work on Monday. That's the thing. I know not many people will be working in New Zealand, so work out yes. what I'm doing there. The Super Bowl's on as well, so probably definitely exciting. Used to take some time off. <laughs> Thank you very much, Sharon. It's been a pleasure, and uh, we'll get this uploaded probably today, even if I get a chance. If not, it'll be sometime on the weekend. Um, all the best, and uh, thank you very much. Kia ora.